0: You are listening to Manx Radio, I'm Beth Espy, it's five past twelve and this is The Man in Line, a special programme this lunchtime following the death of Her Majesty the Queen, our Lord of Man, yesterday at Balmoral at the age of 96. And I wonder how you're feeling now that you've had some time to reflect on what's happened. Please do feel free to share any thoughts or memories you might have. You can contact us as usual by email or text throughout the day. And I was particularly struck by this message that we saw this morning which says I'm not particularly pro or anti-royal but admit to shedding a tear when I heard of her death it felt as if a part of me had died too she's been alive for most of the world's current population's lifetime and unlikely said population will see any monarch rule as long again it's easy to forget she was working up until the day before she died at an age when most people would have been retired for 30 years love or hate her we should respect that she dedicated her life to the nation until the end, and that is some feat. Well, let me run you through what we know so far. At around 11.30, King Charles left Balmoral Castle with Camilla, the Queen Consort, to travel to London. Buckingham Palace has announced a period of mourning for the royal family, which will be observed from now until seven days after the Queen's funeral. Flags on the royal buildings are going to stay at half-mast during that time. As we heard, Her Majesty passed away at Balmoral Castle yesterday afternoon and details of the funeral have not yet been given, but King Charles is expected to discuss that later. His son Harry has also left Balmoral. His convoy passed flowers that had been laid as tributes to his late grandmother. And a short time ago, bells rang out across the UK and here in the Isle of Man and at one o'clock, a 96-gun salute will take place in several locations in honour of Her Majesty's life. There'll be a special church service at St Paul's Cathedral this evening, and the Prime Minister, Liz Truss, will attend that, and King Charles is also expected to address the nation later. Naturally, the Queen's death has been felt around the world, and global leaders have been paying their respects, The US President Joe Biden says she was a stateswoman of unmatched dignity, while France's Emmanuel Macron described her as a friend of France. In the UK today, most major businesses, including shops and entertainment venues, are open as normal, but the department store chain Selfridges is staying closed today. Strike action by postal workers, which was due to start in the UK and by rail workers next week, has been called off. Here on the island, we're still waiting to hear if the planned action short of strike by members of some teaching unions is going to go ahead. It was due to start on Monday. Several sporting events in the UK have been called off out of respect. We've just heard in the news with Lewis there about the football games, which will not be taking place this weekend. Rugby fixtures are also planned. We're waiting to hear what's happening with those. And we have had a statement from the Manx Hockey Association in the past hour It says on behalf of the Manx hockey community, we are deeply saddened by the death of Queen Elizabeth II, Lord of Man and offer our sincerest condolences to the whole royal family with gratitude for your tireless efforts over decades of public service and for all you've given to communities in the Isle of Man and across the world. The Banks Hockey Association goes on to say it's had no indication at this stage that matches shouldn't take place this weekend and therefore they are currently due to go ahead as planned. Those wishing to go ahead with activities, though, are asked to observe a two minute silence and use black armbands or ribbons as a mark of respect. Now, we know several events were due to take place this weekend. If you're in charge of one of those, if plans have changed, do feel free to let us know and we will pass those details on. Her Majesty the Queen visited the Isle of Man three times, with the arguably the most memorable being when she came over for the Millennium of Timwald in 1979 when she presided over the open-air ceremony at St John's. Manx Radio, naturally, provided live coverage on the day and the commentator then was Ian Cannell.
1: The leading members of the travelling escort have already arrived opposite to the reception area... And here now is the royal procession. The royal carriage, one of the Landors from Ascot being drawn by four Windsor Grey horses. And you will be able to hear the cheering behind me as the royal party arrives at St. John's. Two carriages, the second brings the Queen's lady-in-waiting, the Countess of Eirely, Crown equerry, and other members of the Royal Party, but now Her Majesty the Queen has arrived at St. John's. With the royal standard broken out on the central flagstaff on Tynwald Hill, Her Majesty the Queen, accompanied by the guard commander, moves forward to carry out her inspection of the Guard of Honor found by the 1st Battalion Scots Guards, based at Chelsea Barracks in London. Wearing guard of honor order, the scarlet tunic with the buttons in threes, characteristic of the Scots Guards. The soldiers wearing bearskins, which incidentally are made of real bearskin. The officers are larger, they come from the female bear. And this being the Scots Guards, there is no plume in the bearskin. Well, after the wreath had been laid, the Queen went on to attend the usual church service before the processions made their time honored way up the rush strewn processional pathway to Tinwald Hill, where her Majesty the Queen, as Lord of Man, presided over the ancient ceremony.
2: A learned deemster direct the court to be fenced. Arnold of Grand Febing and in
3: lighter, Fence the court. I fence this court of Tinwald in the name of our most gracious Sovereign Lady the Queen. I charge that no person do quarrel, brawl or make any disturbance and that all persons do answer their names when called. I charge this audience to witness this court is fenced. I charge this audience to witness this court is fenced. I charge this whole audience to bear witness this court is now fenced. Tommy kür current whale
4: for hair up vanin, in a man troja bargot no acht the jin the chulia pech fregert trete an Tommy to Cortes, car cortis ar the velin for hair up to me car cortis the for the micur Cortes a in a shawl. The whale for Incoming coroners take the oath in ancient form to execute your offices for the ensuing year and receive your staves of office from the hands of Her Majesty the Queen. By that book and by the holy contents thereof, and by the wonderful works that God hath miraculously wrought in heaven above and the earth beneath in six days and seven nights, you shall, without respect of favour or friendship, love or gain, consanguinity or affinity, envy or malice, well and truly execute the office of coroner, For each sheeting to which you have been appointed for the ensuing year, so help you God.
1: The coroners receive their staves of office, which are short, hardwood batons, about 16 inches long, and they will now retire down the hill to their appointed places.
2: Learned Deemsters, I exhort you to proclaim to the people in ancient form such laws as have been enacted during the past year and which have received our royal assent.
4: Number one, Income Tax Act, which provides for the tax treatment of captive insurance companies. Slatis Keeser, Curtis, Shizakt, Learthager, the in Slatis, Keeser, Curtis, Shizakt, Niki, 3 feed Askerdegg. Number two, Company Registration Tax Amendment Act, which amends the Company Registration Tax Act 1974. Erujai, Slatis, <laughs> Cronhorn, Fayak, Malia, Vlenak. The Kirk Jensen Kamelkan Hern Fejak, Slovene three feet as Nijig. Number 10, Millennium Public Lottery Act, which authorizes the holding of a public lottery in 1979. Freeman of man, in your ancient tin will assembled, I call upon you as an expression of your loyalty. To give three cheers to Her Majesty the Queen. Hip 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 Hip, hip. hip-hip.
0: Some audio there from the Queen presiding over the Millennium Timwold in nineteen seventy-nine. Isn't it amazing? That we have this archive where we can listen back to that. I did mention at the start of the hour that bells rang out across the country. Here they are from Westminster Abbey. one o'clock, a 96-gun salute will take place in several locations in honour of Her Majesty's life. Well, Manx Radio's Judith Lay has been reflecting on some of the most significant moments from Queen Elizabeth II's reign, including how the monarch used the rising popularity of television to connect with the public. In 1957, the Queen embraced some new technology. For the first time, her Christmas message was televised and there was a real sense that she truly wanted this new way of communication to strengthen the bond between her and her people.
2: I very much hope that this new medium will make my Christmas message more personal and direct. It's inevitable that I should seem a rather remote figure to many of you. Someone whose face may be familiar in newspapers and films but who never really touches your personal lives. But now, at least for a few minutes, I welcome you to the peace of my own home. That it's possible for some of you to see me today is just another example of the speed at which things are changing all around us. Because of these changes, I'm not surprised that many people feel lost and unable to decide what to hold on to and what to discard, how to take advantage of the new life without losing the best of the old. But it's not the new inventions which are the difficulty. The trouble is caused by unthinking people who carelessly throw away ageless ideals as if they were old and outworn machinery. They would have religion thrown aside, morality in personal and public life made meaningless. Honesty counted as foolishness, and self-interest set up in place of self-restraint. At this critical moment in our history we will certainly lose the trust and respect of the world if we just abandon those fundamental principles which guided the men and women who built the greatness of this country and commonwealth. Today we need a special kind of courage. Not the kind needed in battle, but a kind which makes us stand up for everything that we know is right, everything that is true and honest. We need the kind of courage that can withstand the subtle corruption of the cynics, so that we can show the world that we're not afraid of the future. It has always been easy to hate and destroy. To build and to cherish is much more difficult. In the old days, the monarch led his soldiers on the battlefield and his leadership at all times was close and personal. Today, things are very different. I cannot lead you into battle. I do not give you laws or administer justice. But I can do something else. I can give you my heart and my devotion to these old islands and to all the peoples I believe in our qualities and in our strength. I believe that together we can set an example to the world. I hope that 1958 may bring you God's blessing and all the things you long for.
0: There are a great many things which we did not know about the Queen. She may have had a great many strongly held, well-considered personal opinions about a great many matters, but we never knew what they were. But that is not the case about her faith in Jesus Christ. Throughout her long reign, she has been consistently open about what she believes, and this has been made most clear in her Christmas broadcasts, where she has spoken of Jesus Christ as an inspiration, a role model, and an anchor in her life. Judith Lay. You're listening to a special Man in Line here on Manx Radio. It's 12.21. Tributes continue to be paid to Her Majesty this afternoon. The Isle of Man Law Society say they were saddened to hear of the death of Her Majesty the Queen, Lord of Man. She had a remarkable life of service and devotion. And they say we extend our deepest condolences to the royal family at this very sad time. King Charles III will be proclaimed at the Accession Council tomorrow. We understand. We are expecting him to address the nation later. As soon as we have those details, we will bring them to you. Now, in 2011, 40 people from the Isle of Man travelled to Westminster Abbey to receive the Monday money from the Queen. It was the first time the Isle of Man had been represented at the Monday service, which dates back to the Middle Ages. The service that year actually took place on the Queen's 85th birthday, and Ben Hartley was there to chat to some of the Manx people.
5: Barbara Barron from Balaf. How did it feel to receive the Maundy money today? It was absolutely amazing. It's been a wonderful service and I feel very humble about it all. How did you feel beforehand about actually meeting Her Majesty? Well, a little bit nervous but she was so pleasant and put us all at ease. And tell me, Barbara, what is it you actually have done to be recognised in this way to receive the Maundy money? It's for playing the organ in church, I believe. Yes, I played the organ for 65 years, and I hope I've been made a little contribution to the community and to the church especially. So, John Kenyuk, here we are, proud day for the Isle of Man. It's an unbelievable day, Ben, uh, to be here, in the Abbey with all our Manx friends around us taking such a prominent part in this it was a very very moving service. When the Queen came by did she actually say anything to you? No she just presented it with a a lovely lovely gracious smile. I really do um, admire English pageantry and to have been part of that today is truly amazing. So we're with the Bishop Robert Patterson a hugely proud day for the Isle of Man.
3: Yes absolutely wonderful Uh, I just spoke with the Queen now and and told her how honoured the island was. She said it was a great pleasure to be able to do it.
5: Anne Quilliam, how did you feel the service went today?
2: Very well indeed. It was lovely to see the Queen smiling and so happy on her birthday. And didn't Prince Philip read well? It's been an altogether amazing experience coming
5: here so we're with nanette garlic now an incredible day for you and 39 other manx people to be here
2: absolutely it was just wonderful
5: i mean how did you feel when you first were told you were going to be honored in this way at the royal maundy service
2: when i opened the letter well when i saw the envelope i i just couldn't believe that i was shaking all over and then i opened it and i just couldn't believe it just absolutely came out of the blue.
5: And finally, Her Majesty the Queen, when she came by and handed you your two purses, just describe that moment.
2: Just absolutely lovely, and she's got the most lovely smile. And I did say, ma'am, I wish you a very happy birthday, ma'am. And she said, thank you, that's kind.
5: Marjorie Farger. Peel in London. What a day!
2: Oh, absolutely wonderful, and the pageantry of this—I wouldn't have missed it for anything. You know, it's absolutely super.
5: I mean, all the colours and everything in this amazing building—it is, oh, it is an incredible. It is,
2: it is. It looks. And looking around, you know, it is just wonderful. You know, I mean, it's only Britain that could do pageantry like this, and the Queen looked absolutely super, didn't she? I only had a chance to say thank you, Your Majesty. You know, because obviously she had so many to get through. But the smile that she gave you as she handed you the money, you know, that means such a lot anyhow.
0: That was from 2011 when 40 people from the Isle of Man travelled to Westminster Abbey to receive the Day money from the Queen on her 85th birthday. Ben Hartley was there and how lovely to hear some well-loved and sadly missed voices there too. 26 minutes past 12. If you had an event that was due to take place over the weekend or in the coming days and you've rescheduled it, do let us know. We'll give all the details out. And following the sad news of the death of Her Majesty the Queen, Lord of Man, as a mark of respect, Saturday evening's Manx Last Night of the Proms is not going ahead tomorrow. Please be advised, they say, the show has been moved to a new date, September the 23rd, 2023. Original tickets will still be valid for that performance although refunds are available if you complete a refund request on the Villa Gaiety website. Customers who've paid by cash for their tickets will need to be refunded to a card of their choice and the organisation is apologising for any inconvenience and looks forward to seeing you at the Villa Gaiety sometime in the near future. Local authorities across the Isle of Man are expressing their gratitude towards Her Majesty the Queen, our Lord of Man, after the announcement of her death last night. Douglas Borough Council has opened a book of condolence. It's in the foyer of the town hall and it's open to any members of the public who wish to sign and record a message. This book will allow island residents to share their sympathies and support following the death of the 96-year-old monarch. Reflecting on Her Majesty's legacy, the Mayor, Janet Tominey, says... Her Majesty the Queen's unfailing service and dedication for more than 70 years will remain an
6: inspiration to us all. Her Majesty the Queen's unfailing service and dedication for more than 70 years will remain an inspiration to us all. Her loss will be mourned across our borough, our nation, the Commonwealth and beyond and our book of condolence is an opportunity to convey our thoughts and supports at this very sad time. All council flags are at half-mast as a mark of respect and Douglas is honoured Her Majesty conveyed upon Douglas City status as part of her, jubilee, her Platinum Jubilee celebration. Queen and Prince Philip first visited Douglas in 1955 then they sailed into Douglas Harbour aboard the um, Royal Yacht Britannia. She then visited in 1972 when one of the horse trams was named Royal Car, after carrying them along Douglas Promenade, she returned to the island in 1979 to celebrate the Millennium, and visited again in 1984 and 1989. Um, she's going to be sadly missed and Douglas Borough Council sends our respects and our condolences to the family.
0: That is the city of Douglas Mayor Janet Tominy and that book of condolence is in the foyer of the town hall open to any members of the public who wish to sign and record a message. It's 12.29 now and the island's first chief minister says Her Majesty the Queen, our Lord of Man, loved the island and had a deep knowledge of it. Sir Mars Walker had the privilege of meeting Queen Elizabeth on three different occasions and he shared some of his experiences with us.
7: I suppose it was inevitable that this day would arrive. I think the good things about it, if there are good things, is that she died in a place that she loved Um, She died, we assume, in her own bed and she was only terribly ill for a couple of days and I think that's a great blessing.
2: Being the island's first chief minister, did you have the opportunity Mm. to meet the Queen?
7: I did. I met her actually on three occasions, I think. first one was in 1979 when she came over for the millennium of Tynwald and presided over Tynwald and uh, she was... A wonderful guest on that day. She had her carriages. She had her horses. They were brought over from from London. Um, a lot of pomp, a lot of ceremony, but it was just a wonderful occasion. And uh, we had lunch at Government House in a marquee. And yeah, a fantastic visit. Um, she enjoyed it, and I think, well, I know the Isle of Man enjoyed it as well. There were terrific crowds at Tynwald Hill that day. It was wonderful. Um, And then she came along in August 1989 um, with the Duke of Edinburgh. They arrived on Britannia um, in Peel. Duke of Edinburgh um, went on with myself to open the extension to the Douglas Power Station. And the Queen Her Majesty went with Governor New. Uh, to the Manx Museum and open the extension and the um, yeah the large extension to the Max Museum which had just been, been completed and then in the afternoon um, we had the good fortune um, to accompany her to the Royal Agricultural Show which at that time was held in, in Douglas where the NSC is now and uh, we had a a wonderful afternoon she she enjoyed um seeing the stock she enjoyed the horses the livestock enjoyed meeting um all their owners and then she presented the rose bowl um to the to the best in show and it was a wonderfully relaxed afternoon where she was able to express her views on 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 quite a personal uh, level um and just loved agriculture. She was interested. Um, she was a fantastic guest on that occasion. And then we were invited that evening um, to a dinner on board the Yacht Britannia. Um, she landed in Peel. When um, when she was doing her official bits during the day, uh, Britannia sailed round to, to Douglas. And so after the show... Um she went back to Britannia, and that evening we were invited to um, to dinner on board, which was, again, just one of those occasions that would never be repeated. Well, the other occasion that I, I met her was when I got my CBE in 1991, and uh, I was privileged um, to have that uh, preferred on me by Her Majesty the Queen, and although it's a very formal and short occasion. It's also a very special one. And um yeah, I I've, I have been privileged on each occasion to to uh, to meet her um to enjoy her, her company, brief on some occasions and quite lengthy on the day she was with us for the Royal Show um just a yeah, a wonderful Privilege um, that I had as a, you know, an ordinary fellow from the Isle of Man. Just absolutely fantastic.
2: From all of those encounters that you've had with her, was there ever a time or was there anything special that you've ever taken from any of those meetings?
7: I think the dinner on board um, Britannia on the evening of a visit in August of 1989 um, was well, just one of those exceptionally special special occasions never to be repeated. I sat beside Her Majesty uh, throughout the dinner. Um, she was wonderful company. She enjoyed the Isle of Man. I was always amazed about how much she knew about it and, and us. Um, also on board that day was the um, Duke and Duchess of York, although they never came ashore, um, but they were there present during the dinner in the evening. Uh, my wife Mary um, had the honour of sitting between Prince Philip, uh, Duke of Edinburgh, and the Duke of York for the duration of of, of the dinner, um, which was quite special, quite special. Well, I can tell you that on the day, the 8th of August 1989, it was the Duke and Duchess of York's youngest daughter's first birthday, and Her Majesty was keen when the royal show had finished and she'd done her duties and presented the Rose Bowl um, to get back to the royal yacht because she was going to enjoy a birthday tea with her granddaughter and, uh, and, and the family, and that sort of stuck in my mind as a real family thing to want to do. And so she did. And then when we, we went aboard later on that evening um, for the dinner, of course, the Duke of York and the Duchess of York were there and, and they joined us. So it was one of those fantastic days that uh, we won't forget.
0: The Isle of Man's first Chief Minister, Sir Miles Walker. Well, the current Chief Minister, Alfred Cannon, has also been reflecting on the life of Her Majesty, Queen Elizabeth.
3: The death of Her Majesty the Queen will have been met with a sense of profound sadness by people across the Isle of Man, as indeed it has been by those across the British Isles and throughout the world. Across our island there will be hundreds, if not thousands, of you who will in some small way have interacted with Her Majesty, whether that have been serving in her armed forces as I was privileged to do or serving on public duty with the constabulary and other public bodies, sworn oaths of allegiance, or have simply taken time to interact with her whilst she was in attendance at public functions. And also we have seen our Lord of Man as a mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother. She has provided us all with a greater sense of family and belonging, bringing the British Isles together at times of trial and tribulation. Her Majesty the Queen, our Lord of Man, has been an absolute constant throughout my lifetime and the lifetimes of the vast majority of people alive today. She has spent her whole adult life serving with dignity, purpose, and fortitude, and has provided an example to us all. Her Majesty has been a remarkable sovereign and Lord of Man in so many ways. I am sure that she will leave us all with many memories associated with her reign. The Isle of Man joins our extended family across the British Isles in sadness and tribute. Our thoughts and prayers are now with King Charles and the Royal Family. Rest in peace, Your Majesty.
0: Chief Minister Alfred Cannon reflecting on the life of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth. You're listening to The Man in Line on Manx Radio, a special programme this lunchtime following the death of the monarch yesterday and I'm joined live in the studio now by the Treasury Minister Dr Alex Allenson. Thank you so much for being here Dr Allenson. Where were you when you heard the news yesterday?
8: Um, I, I was at home with my wife and obviously like many people watching the, the BBC news and, and the unfolding events. Um, I was, and as all the the ministers were we were in the council ministers meetings yesterday when the news came through and obviously we we hoped for the best but um, all of us were were expecting this day to happen at some point but it's still an awful shock and as the chief minister has said it you know fills I think most of the nation with with this uh, sense of profound sadness
0: now you met the queen twice tell us about some of those memories
8: um just very I think one one of the things we're going through now is, is obviously a period of, of, of mourning but also reflection and as the Chief Minister said I, I think there, there's a very close link between Manx people and, and Her Majesty um, in many many ways. Um, I grew up in London and when I was a very young boy she came to open the new Covent Garden flower market and, and my mother and grandmother were florists and so I was invited along and I always remember my grandmother gave me a small yellow rose and pushed me to the front and and I gave it to Her Majesty, and and she she smiled and said, "Is this yours?" And I said, "Yes." Um. And and I I don't think we we spoke, but it, but it was just that connection. And then later on, when I was a, a Boy Scout, she opened Baden Powell House in London, and again I was there, and and met her. And and it was the way she touched so many people. The the the, the workload, um, was immense, and 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 that's why you know when the when the Chief Minister. Talks about that that um, absolute constant, that link that that brings us all together. I think she was that, and 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 the royal family was that. And, and obviously, as she's grown older, um, some of the royal visits haven't been from her; they've been from from her children. But there is that still very close link, and and I think real real fondness between the Isle of Man and the Crown.
0: So, how significant then would you say that this development is for us here in the Isle of Man?
8: I. I think there is this constant link. So in terms of will this change anything? I don't think so. We 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 have this resilience. We have um a time now for for official mourning and and for reflection on on what has gone on over this time period. I suppose we we in some ways are very lucky to have had a monarch who's who's lasted for over 70 years. My, my own mother and father went through several different um, kings during their time, and, and in their day, if you put your hand in your pocket, you probably pull out coins with several different um, monarchs' heads on them. We've had this constancy, this 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 this, this, this bedrock, really, um, in terms of of Her Majesty, and I think it will take a while for us to to appreciate that as we transition to to saying things like "God Save the King." Um, for the first time in in, in over seventy years, um, but but in terms of government and in terms of society, things will carry on as they should do and as she would wish. Um, but we need to have the, this time for um, mourning and reflection and a degree of soberness in in terms of um, how we appreciate what we've lost, um, as, as the the British um, Prime Minister said. Um, but also we appreciate what, what we had during that time and the significant contribution she made, um, both to our own Ireland and to, and to the wider world.
0: Now, you mentioned coins in your pocket there. Would you be able to talk us through what's going to happen currency-wise?
8: Certainly. we The government have already been asked questions um, about notes and coins because obviously it does seem a bit strange to to get stamps out now with Her Majesty's head on them. Um, notes and coins are still legal tender. You can still use stamps. Your passport is still valid, even though it talks about Her Majesty. All these things carry on as they were before. We will transition to having the new monarch's head on, on our currency and on our stamps. But as you can understand, that will take a bit of time. Um, and we need to do this in, in, in a gradual and respectful way. Um but nobody should worry about their currency, about stamps, about legal documents and passports. whilst the crown has moved from from her majesty um, to his majesty the the role of the crown and the royal family stays the same. We have that constancy there, and so I don't want people to worry about this in terms of the the, the money in, in in their pocket or or perhaps they've got a book of stamps still at home they they're all still very valid.
0: You mentioned that the Council of Ministers met yesterday when this news was anticipated. What can you tell us about the way government proceeds
8: in the coming days? Um, We proceed as usual. Um, The the role of government, the function of government carries on as it always should do. Um, But there is, during this period of mourning, um, respect. And and so some of the events that we might do that, that aren't intrinsic to the functioning of government will be postponed. Um, so, for instance, some of some of the committee hearings, some of the other things that go on behind the scenes in terms of Timwald and some of the perhaps um, public functions will, will will be played down a little bit. Will be a bit more sombre, um, and will be obviously done with respect to to this period of mourning that both us, um, the British Isles, and the rest of the world are 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 respecting. Um, so. You know, in in terms of public counters, those are still open. If people need advice, the phone lines are still being um, being manned. Um, all those things continue, but but some some of the, the the events and and some of the meetings that take place, unless they're essential, um, will be postponed d- during the the next ten days.
0: We are expecting an extraordinary sitting of Timwold on Tuesday. Do you know anything about
8: that at this point? Um, I know that the chief minister and the president of Timwold have have looked at the various. Um, functions planned for, for next week, and, and again, you know, ask if, if they are appropriate, if they are essential. And so, there will be um, announcements about what's going to be happening with the extraordinary meeting of, meeting of Timwald. That was very much to discuss the the issues with the cost of living and to ask for Timwald to agree some of the measures that were announced previously in terms of um, capping the price of electricity and introducing the capped bus fare. All those things can still carry on but obviously we need a debate by Timwalds and that, that will be done um, as soon as, as as possible but again in, in an appropriate and dignified way so I'm sure that the president of Timwald will be, will be making an announcement about the various um, events that were going to be taking place next week um, in the near future.
0: What advice is there for people who do have events in the coming days?
8: Yeah. There, there's no moratorium on on what should and and shouldn't happen. I I know most people will make their own personal decisions um, and and certain sports bodies have already said what what they would recommend. Um, This is a period of mourning but it's also um, a period of reflection and and, and in some ways a celebration of her reign. Um, All I suppose I I would ask people to to do is be respectful um, that if, if you're planning an event and you want that to go ahead um, perhaps talk to, the, to to the other people who who are going, um, you know, um, show show respect both both for 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 Her Majesty, but also those other people who might be attending or might might not want to attend. Um, we we are in a period of mourning now. I know that um, there is a, a an online book of condolence um, which we're recommending people use, but also other books of condolence are going to be um, brought out on 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 the island. And so I think it it it's that maintenance of dignity and respect that we'd ask people to consider over the weekend but but life has to go on life will go on um despite this but but in with that um respect for for what we have lost Uh, and obviously for for many people um the death of her majesty um, perhaps reminds them of other losses in their life other losses in their family uh at a time when we're thinking about the royal family and the loss that they've endured over the last 24 hours
0: Treasury Minister Dr Alex Allenson, thank you so much for being with me this lunchtime. It's just gone quarter to one, and when news of the Queen's death first broke yesterday, among the first to pay tribute was the UK Prime Minister Liz Truss. The news came barely 48 hours after she met the Queen at Balmoral, where her appointment as Prime Minister was confirmed. She was the 15th leader to be appointed by Queen Elizabeth II and spoke outside 10 Downing Street yesterday evening.
9: We are all devastated By the news that we have just heard from Balmoral. The death of Her Majesty the Queen is a huge shock to the nation and to the world. Queen Elizabeth II was the rock on which modern Britain was built. Our country has grown and flourished under her reign. Britain is the great country it is today because of her. She ascended the throne just after the Second World War She championed the development of the Commonwealth from a small group of seven countries to a family of 56 nations spanning every continent of the world. We are now a modern, thriving, dynamic nation. Through thick and thin, Queen Elizabeth II provided us with the stability and the strength that we needed. She was the very spirit of Great Britain and that spirit will endure. She has been our longest ever reigning monarch. It's an extraordinary achievement to have presided with such dignity and grace for 70 years. Her her life of service stretched beyond most of our living memories. In return, she was loved and admired by the people in the United Kingdom and all around the world. She has been a personal inspiration to me and to many Britons her devotion to duty is an example to us all. Earlier this week, at 96, she remained determined to carry out her duties as she appointed me as her 15th Prime Minister. Throughout her life, she's visited more than 100 countries and she has touched the lives of millions around the world. In the difficult days ahead, we will come together with our friends across the United Kingdom the Commonwealth and the world to celebrate her extraordinary lifetime of service. It is a day of great loss, but Queen Elizabeth II leaves a great legacy. Today, the crown passes, as it has done for more than a thousand years to our new monarch, our new head of state, His Majesty, King Charles III. With the King's family, we mourn the loss of his mother. And as we mourn, we must come together as a people to support him, to help him bear the awesome responsibility that he now carries for us all. We offer him our loyalty and devotion, just as his mother devoted so much to so many for so long. And with the passing of the second Elizabethan age, we usher in a new era in the magnificent history of our great country, exactly as Her Majesty would have wished, by saying the words, God save the King.
0: That is the UK Prime Minister, Liz Truss, who paid tribute shortly after the news broke yesterday outside 10 Downing Street. There's a lovely memory here from Helen who remembers being on Ramsey Promenade while the Queen, Prince Philip and Princess Anne came over to say hello. I was within touching distance, although not spoken to, Helen says. I was struck by her lovely eyes and smile. She wore a flowered petal hat, which looked like one of those 1950s bathing hats. Later, walking back through the park, Prince Philip was driven past and he gave a direct wave and, I swear, a knowing smile as I was holding a cigarette behind my back. My royalist mum and Nana were very envious of my close encounter. Lovely memories of that day and the people I was with then. Such a loss. And another message from somebody who says, I'm just very impressed with the way the Manx community are showing their respect today. She deserves all our respect. Well, tributes from around the Isle of Man continue to pour in following the death of Queen Elizabeth II. Lewis Foster has been talking with the president of Timwood Lawrence Skelly this morning about his reaction to the news and, crucially, what happens next here on the Isle of Man.
10: Well, the reaction is uh, is, is a shock, really, and uh, then I think it's a a point of uh, reflection to understand exactly what a remarkable lady she was. Um, This was a queen who was a queen of 56 Commonwealth nations, and we on the Isle of Man regard her as uh, Lord of Man, representing somewhere in the region of 85,000 people here, but 2.5 billion people around the world. So uh, it will be felt uh, for for an awful long time. So uh, a shock, really. And I think respect uh, for her and what she achieved in her extraordinary life in public service.
8: We've seen this morning pictures of, Tim, of the flag at half-mast on Timwold Hill. Just tell us what you think this will mean to the people of the Isle of Man.
10: Yes, I was glad to see that we, we managed to do that last night. And, uh, and I think that's sort of a reflection of uh, how uh, the Queen is thought of on the Isle of Man. We were very fortunate to to have her visit the island, I believe it's five times. Uh, and uh, once, of course, which is the big one, which was the 1979 our millennium. Uh, where she uh, where she attended the uh, the celebrations uh, here on the island. So um, and and I think you know that's another point. Really, there's so many generations will have so many different memories of the Queen. Um, and uh, you know the most recent one, which was uh, 2003. You know there'll be a lot of people will uh, will will be able to reflect on that and how much she uh, you know I think respected you know the Isle of Man and and the people too. In your capacity uh,
8: in politics over the last last few years, have, did you have a chance to meet the queen?
10: sadly not but uh, but I think like many people I think they, uh, they, they have that sort of um, I guess that respect and and admiration really and I think anyone in public service uh, will admire her for what she has done as a, a life of public service uh, like no other uh, there's no doubt about that and from that point of view you know I think you know when you think of some of the difficult uh, periods because when you're in public service you always have difficult periods and how she has uh, has as you know as being respectful and what I would regard as has uh, also being a unifier uh, the one that jumps out of me is uh, when she went to Ireland and uh, how she uh, treated the uh, uh, the Irish uh, president and speaking I- Irish and then went to the north of Ireland as well to uh, to, to meet them and uh, that was I think a, a, a real mark of how she tried to unify and reconcile um, issues and, and that's a mark of, of a great person without doubt and you know I think that's what uh, people will think of her as Elizabeth the Great.
8: And the now King Charles will be heading down to London today. There is obviously a process that follows on from now. Just what can we see on the Isle of Man today and in the days ahead? Well, there will
10: be uh, two proclamations. Uh, You'll be... Hearing from uh, Government House uh, very shortly, I'm sure, with regards to the uh, first proclamation, which will be uh, by uh, His Excellency uh, Sir John Lorimer. And then there is also a second ceremonial proclamation, which is uh, part, of of course, Timwald, which dates back to the 1830s, I believe, whereas we will have a formal sitting of Timwald Court uh, on Timwald Hill, and uh, that will be the second proclamation, and uh, we'll hopefully be able to determine a date on that uh, very shortly and make that announcement too.
0: That's President of Timwald, Lawrence Skelly, talking to Lewis earlier. In addition to other places across the Isle of Man, Onken Methodist Church on the main road is going to be open today from 2 until 5. That's for anyone to pause, reflect, offer prayers for the royal family. There's also an online book of condolence and you're invited to come and go as you please. And somebody else who's been paying tribute this morning is former Chief Minister Tony Brown.
11: Well I think my tribute would be that uh, what I recognized from uh, meeting her on a number of occasions was how in fact, and I think it echoes in life, uh, her life, how she saw the importance and how she gave a commitment to public service in terms that she served the nation. I know the Isle of Man is slightly different because of course uh, we're a Crown dependency, she's our Queen or was our Queen and Lord of Man and uh, there's a slight difference in how we see her I think in some ways. But I think it was important, the thing I found about her was how she took a great interest in not only the people she met, but she actually had clearly been briefed and she'd maybe done her own research and understood, you know, about what you were about. And uh, I know when I met her on a number of occasions when I was in London, I mean, she always mentioned she knew you were from the Isle of Man and she would always ask, how is my island? So, you know, clearly, while she had lots of things to deal with, at the appropriate time, she was up to speed with what was happening, she knew things that were happening.
9: The sort of general sentiment from people who have met her multiple times and the things that have been echoed is, you know, like you say, she did her research, but also people say she had this sense of humour as well and and was able to talk to you about where you're from.
11: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, no matter what, and I suspect it doesn't matter who you are, I mean, you're slightly on edge when you meet um, members of the royal family and especially your majesty and uh, i think she had a great skill of to some degree making you relax a bit i mean you never totally relaxed but you certainly would relax a bit once she started to speak to you and i think the point that she often had an understanding of what was going on where you were from and was able to talk about that it actually helped you because it, it was something you related to so yes she was she was very. Uh, very kind in that way, and it was a great honour to have uh, met her on a number of occasions on important events for the Isle of Man, both here when she uh, was on the island and also when I had the uh, opportunity to go to London and met her in London. We just announced today that due to the passing of Her Majesty the Queen that uh, the Catalan District Over 60's club community afternoon tea has been cancelled as a mark of respect, and uh, we just announced that that Therefore, is not taking place today, Friday the 9th of September.
0: Former Chief Minister Tony Brown, OBE. And just finally, Bernadette Williams received an MBE for services to the Isle of Man and the Royal British Legion in this year's New Year's Honours list. She was a member of the Women's Section from 1983 to 1995 and has been a standard bearer for the Isle of Man County and North West region. After retiring from ceremonial duty, she was appointed sword-bearer for Timwald, a duty she carried out for 25 years, leading the Queen up Timwold Hill in 2003. Her daughter Claire is now the national standard-bearer, and Bernadette says the Queen was ever-gracious.
12: Both me and the family are deeply saddened by the passing of Her Majesty the Queen. I mean, she was a constant in our lives. I mean, she was always there, she was always calm, she was always smiling, and she was ever-gracious. I mean, death is inevitable, but I think we all hope that she'd go on forever. And I did have the privilege of meeting her several times over the years in my role both with the Royal British Legion and as the sword bearer. And Claire is now experiencing the same things now that she is the national standard bearer for the RBL.
9: Obviously, you led her up to World Hill. I know I touched on it before. Is there anything you remember about meeting at that time? You know, people I've spoken to this morning said she had this really... Kind air uh, about her and oh. a sense of humour and really knew about the Isle of Man? She had an aura. She had an aura of calmness.
12: You didn't feel, well, I, I, she didn't make me feel nervous. And I don't think she made anybody else feel nervous. She was just very, she kind of had a reassuring way about her, as they all do, to be honest. And she was with Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, and their role is to put you at their ease. And they did it with ease. And it was a huge privilege, a huge privilege. And yeah, it's something that you can't buy.
0: Bernadette Williams, who received an MBE for services to the Isle of Man and the Royal British Legion in this year's New Year's Honours. So some lovely memories that we've been sharing with you over the past hour. This programme will be available as a podcast at manxradio.com. Thank you so much for being with me for the special Man in Line programme. Do stay with Manx Radio this afternoon. Chris Quirk is going to be with you next and then Alex Brindley will be here from 3pm. But it's coming up to time for the news.